Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, TV host by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night, and a health and a life coach always. Come hang out as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing. There's definitely going to be some laughing. And hopefully, you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life. To live your healthiest hot life. We've got Julie in the house today, a registered holistic nutritionist and a highly sought after anti-inflammatory expert, speaker, and award-winning author of four best-selling books. Her latest book, Becoming Sugar-Free, is, get this, a number one national bestseller. And today, she's gonna share her passion, where she blends her skills and experience in fun and positive ways to provide breakthrough results with her audiences. And today, friends, that audience is us. Healthy is hot. Well, Healthy is Hot community, it's always fun for me when I get to have someone on the podcast who's also in the TV space. And Julie is definitely a mainstay when it comes to Canadian television, American television, with her work as a registered holistic nutritionist, and not to mention a highly sought after anti-inflammatory expert. And we're going to dive into all of it today. Julie, welcome to the podcast. Oh, Chloe, I was just tickled when I was invited on. Thank you so much. I know it's so fun though that like because I've seen you around the building at work friends we work in Toronto based on where you're listening from and it's funny like I've been in that building for 10 years now and there's so many people you cross paths over the years and so you were definitely something that I was like oh my gosh I can't believe we haven't had Julie on the podcast so today we get to like I don't know we've done like we both done on-camera work today and now we get to dive into the podcast space a little bit. I love it I love it and I can't wait to share truly how anti-inflammatory nutrition can just help business women reach their peak. You know, we all want to do our best. And I feel that, um, yeah, health is the gateway to everything we want to create in our lives. So let's jump in. For you, this idea of health, was it something that was always easy for you growing up? Was it something you had to find your way within? I'm always curious where people start because people who are passionate about health and wellness, and that can look so different across a variety of modalities, but usually there's like a reason why they ended up doing what they do and continue to do what they do. Yep. When I was seven years old, I had terrible ADHD and learning disabilities. And my mom heard this uh, incredible interview on CBC, of all things, um, from Dr. Feingold, who believed that if you took children off red dye, white sugar, and artificial flavors, artificial colors, that you would truly change how they learn and help their attention span. So she tried it on me, two-week experiment. My grades went from Ds to As. And I was a completely different kid. I slept for the first time. My tears dried up and I was a happier kid. So I really fell in love with this work very early. But then in my teens, I had a hard rebellion, lots of junk. I used to work at the cafeteria at school and I would just be like, okay, brownies, cheesies, you're coming home with me. Like anything. One for I you, one for, on. one, exactly. one for me. One for me. Exactly. It was, it was nasty. So then uh, it wasn't until I was in 
theater school that I realized I was falling asleep in rehearsals. Things were really bad. And then I just realized I needed to read more about nutrition than I ever did Shakespeare. So I sort of fell in love with that. So I, I followed up my theater degree with a nutrition degree, and then I married them both together and auditioned for the Oprah Winfrey Network and landed Healthy Gourmet and uh, the right fit. So I've been so lucky to be hosting health shows. And isn't it fun when we can find a way to combine our skills? It's a, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I am dying a little bit inside. Like as soon as anyone says anything with like Oprah's affiliation or Oprah in it, like that's so badass, Julie. Like when you audition for that, because obviously very passionate about theater and then you got a real personal connection to nutrition. What were those nerves like going into such a massive audition space to really like give this career that you now get to call like your day job a chance to flourish? That's a really good question. I so rarely get asked about that. So I actually did two things. One, I auditioned on my birthday and I came in like high vibes, like it's my birthday, you know? So that was brevity that I think was really important. And then um, I did something that I love doing, which was actually busting cupboards. So I love pulling open people's cupboards and like explaining what's in our food supply. And that was something that really intrigued them. And then I didn't find out I got it until Christmas. So six months of sitting there, sweating, waiting, letting it go, saying, obviously I didn't get it, right? Like it's a long audition process. And so in that time, I created a song for myself from like the Tony Robbins days that I would sing in the shower really, really loudly um, just to keep my moods high. Um, I actually will remember a little piece of it, which was basically um, like, I don't know if you know Smash Mouth, but they have have a really great song about like, hey, hey now, you're an all-star, get your game on and go play. Hey now, you're a TV star, get your show on and get paid. All that glitters is gold. And I just kept singing that to myself in the shower, like, you can do this, you will get it, you will get it. And then when I got the call, I just like was on the floor. I was like, I can't believe I got it. You know, that's so funny. I would love to hear your story because I, when you get these gigs, yeah. It's like you won the freaking lottery because they are so rare to actually come up that you're like, you know, you grab hold of this and you prepare and you prepare. So I can only imagine how amazing your your story is. I'd love oh to my hear God. it. Yeah, 100 percent. I love love that song, by the way. Now it's gonna be stuck <laughs> in my head for the rest of the day. And I'm not even mad about it. <laughs> It's so interesting hearing you talk about how you had like these two passions, theater and nutrition, and it blended perfectly into what you do now and very different, but like weirdly similar. My degree is in science. And then I ended up on a reality show to become a much music VJ. So again, like felt like I was winning the lottery and my passion for health and science has always kind of like still been a part of it and gets to show up in the work I do for Healthy is Hot. And it's interesting. You just, you never know where life is going to take you. And I think the beautiful kind of like takeaway from your story and even me friends resharing mine is like, sometimes you got to take a chance on yourself and sometimes you got to like dig deep. And if it feels right, like give yourself the chance to believe that it is possible because if you're in that room, that means there's a chance it might come true. But like, if you yeah. don't put yourself in that room or knock on the door or hit up that person, send that email, you never know where your life can take you. 
Isn't it incredible how I remember finding out about my first audition and I needed to get a tape recorded. Like, you know, how you have to submit tapes. I needed to submit that tape in 24 hours. And it was just like, do or die, crush it, make it happen. Grab your roommate and say, you are a videographer. <laughs> like hold the camera. You know? And I just that, that I really want to say that to anyone out there. Like if you ever get your shot, just remember like that Hamilton song, I'm not giving away my shot. Like you've got to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. the theater kid in you is alive and well. Like, <laughs> yeah. Pulling the theater references. <laughs> oh, it's so it. good. It's so good. That's such a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing it. I mean, how long ago was that? Like now, how, like- Oh we- my goodness. Because I feel my like you- My first gig was in 2001. So I did the right fit first. And then I got um, I got Healthy Gourmet on the Oprah Winfrey Network, I think 2011. Wow. Yeah. And then the Marilyn Dennis show for like 11 years, which has been delightful. I'm so honored. She's such a sweetheart. An, an icon. Icon. Yeah, icon. Like, you, I think Marilyn Dennis, I think icon. And then you get to share your passion. I mean, through very many different avenues. You are like so active on social media. You're an author. People get to connect with you on national television, which is so good. Of all the things you get to do, though, like, is there one thing that lights you up the most as far as connecting with people? Coaching. I love coaching. And so we're so lucky to do really consistent programs in our company. So we have a support group, which is super important called Thrive Hive, where I teach really the longevity practices that that make an epic life. And then I teach an actual transformation program, which is a deep dive, 100 days going through all the ways to heal from inflammation. And then I also teach the hot detox program where it's like a quick, happy look at all the body systems. So how do you cleanse your liver, your lymph, your spleen, your your actual skin? How do you get the toxins moving out of your tissues? Um, and it is possible. Like it really bugs me when people say, oh, you know, detoxification is bogus and you just need to eat well and your body does it for yourself. And I'm like, well, it depends on what you've been exposed to. What if you were exposed around heavy metals or phthalates or dreadful pesticides? Like we need to get that stuff out of you and it lodges deep in your tissues and can cause a lot of disharmony. So I really love to show the real hardcore science, the nutrition that we need to run all of our pathways because our liver has six different pathways that we shoot out toxins. So we kind of take the toxin in, oxidize it in phase one, then it sits in a holding tank and then we push it out through six different mechanisms and they all require different nutrition. So I love to dive into that. I know we don't have time today, but just know like, oh my goodness, that's why you need to eat more sulfur foods. You need to eat certain proteins that provide amazing amino acids to make your liver work correctly. And so many people are deficient and therefore not getting rid of their toxins. Healthy is hot, friends. So sorry to interrupt, but this is too good not to share. From vitamins to food to beauty and more, Well.ca has us covered for everything we need delivered right to your door. Just got home from an epic month-long adventure in South Africa, and Well.ca made sure I was stocked up with sun care products. So, are you ready to say yes to yourself? Use the code CHLOEWILD10 for first-time shoppers and get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Cha-ching! Love a good deal. All right, let's get back to the chat. 
okay, those six channels, immediately I'm thinking like number ones, number twos, sweat, and then that's where my brain stops. <laughs> well, actually, sure, that's all the different ways our body get, gets rid of toxins, but inside your liver, yeah. You oh. actually have different pathways. So you have like a glucuronidation pathway and sulforaphation pathway. And so glucuronidation would require a tremendous amount of glutathione and your sulforaphation pathway requires a lot more sulfur. So that's how we tweak nutrition to ensure that you can get rid of all these toxins. Wow. Yeah. But of course you have like sweat you have pee, you have poo, you have breathing, so you can exhale your toxins. And that's really cool to know because deep breathing has become a big thing and hot and cold exposure have become big things. And all of those now have a scientific basis. Like in the past, it used to be like a really cool thing to do in a yoga class, but now they're like measuring it. And we see that your sweat, you can actually eliminate more heavy metals than you can through your stool. So how cool that if we open up our pathways and our mind to these great detoxification uh, ways that we can really have a different life. Is there a time of year that you suggest people embrace like detox protocols? Yeah, I really love spring and fall is classic times because the weather isn't too extreme. At the dead of winter, when it's a minus 20 outside, it's really hard on your system to go into a deep, deep cleanse. And in the peak of summer, you're just too exhausted and you want to like lie in a hammock and drink some watermelon juice. So um, that's why I run the hot detox program because you can use hot detox foods to keep you warm enough and have enough quantity of food instead of going on like a light cleanse or a fast, which is often something that you need to have good weather for. Um, this is like stick to your rib suits, soups and bone broths and things that taste fantastic, but also kind of nourish you in these heavier months. Like I love ginger and turmeric because of their profound anti-inflammatory qualities, but they have been also shown to help your liver. Like turmeric is really a cool substance because it turns on your phase two pathway I talked about, but it actually slows down the first part that's super important because it turns out if you take drugs, if you uh, drink alcohol, if you drink caffeine, you can speed up the first part of your liver and overwhelm the second part. Mm. So I love that turmeric kind of reverses a lot of that damage and sort of syncs up your, your detox so that your body is moving in synchronicity. Okay, when it comes to turmeric, I've heard that you need to have black pepper to activate it. Mm, you don't have to have black pepper, but black pepper actually increases bowel permeability. So I find it really interesting that if you in fact don't have great absorption, then yes, you can use black pepper. But what if you already have leaky gut? So that's why I'm always like with black pepper, we just want to make sure that you don't have IBS or IBD symptoms because some people have a trigger and an irritation with that. So we can partner uh, turmeric with like a complement of warming spices so that we have good things. And also know if you pair it with essential fatty acids, you do also get a greater amount of absorption. And I've also found if you remove the fiber from the turmeric, so I've taken to actually running my turmeric through a juice press and getting the essence of turmeric because that's oh. going to be more potent. 
Oh my gosh. So I know the detox space is quite, it can be quite complex, but what are some symptoms and signs that we might be feeling that might be like, you know, indication that maybe we should look at a detox, work with a nutritionist, do it safely? Mm -hmm. Great. I really love to look at the skin. Do you have dark circles? Do you have acne breakouts? If you're having fatigue, if you're having actual digestive woes, we definitely want to look at that. And also, are you somebody who knows they have hormonal imbalance? Are you dealing with uh, you know, PCOS? Are you dealing with um, severe menopausal symptoms? Are you dealing with really bad PMS? All of these are indications that our estrogen might be too high, our progesterone might be a little off kilter. And, and we really want to build up foods that help to knock down those negative estrogens. So that's the beauty of, of really focusing on detoxification foods. Like I think of the cruciferous veggies, you know, your broccoli, your kale, your, your kohlrabi, all of those beautiful, even, even mustard and um, goodness, uh, radishes, they all are in this big cruciferous veggie group and they help to actually push out negative estrogen from our body and help to recalibrate and balance out our hormones. So I love it as a detoxification food. I just know that a lot of people find them bloating. <laughs> so we want to cook them. And that's why I have some great soups where I, I like cook down the broccoli and that makes it much easier to digest. And then I whip it in the blender with some coconut milk and some heavy spices. And all of a sudden we've got like a soothing, warming soup that's also cleaning you out. So I've heard you talk about turmeric, cruciferous vegetables. What would you say is like another like superstar detox? I don't want to say food because it could be a spice as well, like another star. Another star of the detox space. Yeah. I would say burdock. Have you ever heard of burdock? Oh, I, 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 you say that I think tree bark. I have no idea. I know, right? Because it kind of looks like tree bark. It's actually a root. Um, and burdock is actually the plant of burrs that catch on your clothes when you walk through the woods. <laughs> Those <And> annoying when, <laughs> guys. <laughs> I know. I know. Especially for my poor dog who has like way too much fur. I'm always like, no, I got to pull that up and like harvest it. Um, when we pull that up it, in Japan, it's extremely popular. It's it's a, an actual root veggie called gobo, and it's super sweet and very cleansing for your body. So it's good for your liver and your lymph. So people love that. Um, another one is dandelion. So the dandelion leaf is excellent for kidney detoxification, and the actual roots are really, really good for liver. Oh, wow. Okay. So we've got lots and lots of potential welcoming ingredients and spices if you're looking to detox. Now I have to ask from like a safety perspective, do you recommend people work alongside a nutritionist when partaking in a detox? Or is this something they can just Google and follow online? I certainly recommend people um, tailor make their program with a nutritionist because then we can really dive into what works for you. And also, I don't believe in diets. I believe that there's 7 billion menus for 7 billion people. So we need to sort of alter everything. So I like to give uh, guidance with menus, but oh, menu plans suck. I mean, nobody uses them and they're so like dogmatic 
that I'm like, ah, choose your own adventure and let's make sure that those ingredients are really what work with you. And also avoid your allergies because that's a big one. If you can avoid what you're personally triggered by, you heal so much faster. So for some people, it's it's gluten. For other people, it's dairy. For other people, it's something really weird. Like my sister's allergic to cranberries. I'm allergic to almonds. Those are superfoods, but they're not on our menu. So I really love to help people dive into what works for them. Yeah. You're like a unique snowflake friend. So sometimes you need a unique plan. Um, if you've got a detox plan, then I know you've got a really popular anti-inflammatory program that you work alongside. Why is it something we should all care about? Like keeping an eye on inflammation, indulging in anti-inflammatory foods, and also just educating ourselves on why it's important to kind of keep an eye on those inflammatory factors. Well, inflammation is in the background of every major disease on the planet. So whether it's arthritis, bursitis, colitis, diverticulitis, I could build a rap song from every itis that exists in this world. Like it's just crazy. So with all the itises, then we realize that silent inflammation plays a huge role because there's five symptoms of inflammation and we only pay attention to four. So we have the standard redness, heat, swelling, and pain. Everyone knows that. But then there's one secret one that we got to look at, which is loss of function. Have you lost memory? Have you lost your ability to stretch? Are you like super stiff? Those are really big things. Are you winded when running up a flight of stairs? Because all of those things are potentially a sign of inflammation. And so we want to really dig underneath our symptoms and look at the causes. And I say there's four really big causes that are in the background of everyone's inflammation. Do you have an infection? Some people have infections that go on for a really long time. Like you may have heard this crazy epidemic in, in our part of the world called Lyme disease that's yeah. in underpinning a lot of people's arthritis, right? And then, you know, back injuries are facing down two thirds of people over 25. You have like these pinges of back pain and that that injury needs to be resolved quickly or can become chronic back inflammation and then we have the issue with nutritional imbalances causing hormonal imbalances which can cause a, a whole host of terrible issues especially for women and then the last big one that i'm worried about is um, irritation that no one talks about what if you're breathing in asbestos what if you're eating lead in your food. Like we just heard this crazy story about how a number of popular chocolate plants were contaminated with lead. So we want to really address the causes of inflammation so that we can actually get rid the symptoms go away once we actually deal with the root cause. And is nutrition a way for us to deal with the root cause? Of course, there's, you know, conventional medicine and there's probably medication that people can take and listen if that's what your doctor is suggesting please listen to your doctor but preventatively i imagine that nutrition proactive nutrition intentional nutrition choices can make a big impact huge because let's face it, what's missing from a person who's injured is often essential fatty acids, magnesium, manganese, those things actually strengthen up our physiology so that we can get over injury faster. And then with in infection, I can't tell you how much nutrition plays a huge role. Let's just take the latest virus, for example. We now have hard data that vitamin D makes a difference 
in how quickly you recover. And I've got great data to support that. And then moving on to um, the real imbalances in our hormones, we know nutrition plays a massive role in hormonal imbalance. So if we address uh, stress and put in the right foods, then we can truly knock down those hormonal imbalances. And then the last one, irritation, we got to take out the irritants. So we have to get rid of the foods that are incredibly high in our personal triggers. And if you if you know the big baddies, but you have a great substitution, then you're more likely to actually make the switch. People are like, I, I, I can't give up cereal. I'm like, but what if you had a cereal that tastes incredible so you don't have to give it up? You know, why do you need bread that's made from white flour when we have so many amazing alternatives that make you feel full in the moment, happy in the moment, like, yay, but also help you feel fantastic tomorrow. So I'm all about the direct substitutions. Yeah, because then it's easier, right? Like it's easier to choose a yummy option if it's presented in front of you and then you're less likely, you know, you replace it with something even better. You mentioned big baddies. You mentioned like white bread and cereal. Are there any other key big baddies we should keep an eye out when we're grocery shopping or looking at our own kitchen? Yes. One of the most inflammatory foods on the planet is potato chips. And please don't I know people love potato chips, but when you take a thinly sliced wedge of potato and drop it into high temperature frying oil, you're creating a terrible inflammatory toxin called acrylamide, which is really seriously inflammatory. So what do we do for that? Well, I have fallen in love with these delicious, like chippy type things that are actually dehydrated instead of fried at high temperature, um, but have all that flavor and all that salt. Because what you're craving is crispy and salty because salt reduces your stress response. And in our business, salt is life. Like we got to get that stress down. Oftentimes our blood pressure can drop. If you're young, And on the slender side, you have a tendency to have low blood pressure. So we often need to embrace salty foods to bring it up. And then as we get older, if your blood pressure goes high, instead of saying all salt is evil, we want to actually knock back the carbohydrate because we notice that high carbohydrates actually drive blood pressure. And we want to swap out our white salt for really nice herbal salts that have like a little bit of pink salt, but also have a ton of other delicious herbs that will be very anti-inflammatory. So we can always find a switch. There's virtually nothing on this planet that I don't have a good substitution for. I love that. I love that. And look, I love a good chip like the rest of the person, but I do intentionally try to find one that's baked. Or now I know that they are dehydrated because you're right. Like I crave that crispy, salty deliciousness. And once I find one I like, I'm like, that's good. I'm good. Like we're, we don't need the fried stuff. It still hits the spot, which is amazing. Now we've talked about some very highly inflammatory foods. What are some of the heroes here? What are some of the anti-inflammatory foods? And are they, are they gobo or are they things that we can find just anywhere? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I definitely threw you like a wild one there. I love that. Kept me on my toes. <laughs> well, at least it's something you can find in your backyard, both Dandelion and yeah. Gobos in almost everyone's backyard. Exactly. So with that, um, I will focus on something everyone has, which is access to small, tiny fish. 
the big fish have heavy metals, but the tiny fish have virtually no heavy metals. And, you know, the, the anchovies, the, the herring, the mackerel, the sardines, these little fish are extremely high in minerals and omega-3. And that omega-3 has the power to turn off inflammation faster than virtually anything. Like there's now studies showing how omega-3 works almost like an NSAID to switch off pain and inflammation. So we want to get really high on the omega-3. Yeah, I'm making it sound like it's smokable or something. But you want to There's going to be a real shortage. Okay, but like if you don't like fish, can you mm-hmm. or is it cool to get the capsule form? Yeah, sure. And you can also get a vegetarian form that's algae based because where did the fish get it from? They actually ate algae and this algae really provides the right kind of omega-3 because flax and chia and all those plant sources are a, um, a more difficult to break down and absorb form where when it's prepackaged in a form called EPA, um, that's truly going to help you reduce inflammation faster. So that's eicosapentaenoic acid for those people who love science um, is super anti-inflammatory. Wow. Okay. So tiny little fish capsule form is okay. That's great. I also feel like tiny little canned fish is having a moment. It's very trendy in all the hot restaurants right now. You'll spend uh, an obscene amount of money for basically a can of sardines and some crackers. Like you can just make it at home, guys. Just like go to the tuna can aisle and got find yourself some tiny little mackerels. And Julie, so that's going to help with our inflammation. Yeah. And it's so cheap. Like when yeah. people say that health food is too expensive, I'm like, are you kidding? The most expensive thing in the grocery aisle is potato chips. Let's just do the math for a second. Okay. Like how expensive is a potato chip? We're talking like five bucks for 200 grams. No, it's so a kilo. That's 25 bucks a kilo. What do we pay? Like that's more expensive than steak. So when people say to me, all right, can you eat healthy? I'm like, really? Were you enjoying these other foods that are so junky? So oh. I really think we all have to reframe because it's also like cost per nutrient instead mm-hmm. of co- cost per calorie. And when we reframe to that, we're amazed at how affordable certain healthy foods are. Yeah. And I really believe too, that like, if you invest in your health now, like you're going to see the ROI, like the return on investment so clearly in your quality of life. Like, I really hope that I'm, I want to be like Jane Fonda. Okay. Like I want to hit my prime vintage age of like eighties. And I want to be out there still doing the things that I love being passionate about the work that I do. Like, and I feel like I'm just, I try to channel Jane. I'm like, I feel like Jane would take care of herself. So I'm going to invest in some good quality foods. Cause I want to be rocking and rolling well into my eighties. So I'm going to be having more tiny fish for those omegas. What are some other heroes as far as anti-inflammatory foods? I feel like people always talk about like blueberries. Oh yeah. We could rave on and on about blueberries. All those dark berries are insanely good for you. Like just so good. They help to kill off each pylori bacteria that causes ulcers. They help memory. They help learning in young children. Um, They're just absolutely incredible for you. They, they quench the fire of inflammation along with like raspberries, strawberries, blackberries, like any of those berries. And they're so low in sugar. And if someone's worried about um, sweet, 
athletes, like if they have um, metabolic issues or type two diabetes, that's where raspberries really shine because they're very low in sugar and extremely high in fiber. So they're actually hope, really hold the carbohydrate in place and trickle it into you slowly so that you can have your delicious raspberry cake and eat it too. Oh, that's what we love to hear. I mean, how, okay, so detoxing, maybe we do it in the spring, maybe we do it in the fall. But when it comes to anti-inflammatory foods, is this something that we should be making a conscious effort to be having weekly, daily, or is it also seasonally like detoxes? No, I I say daily anti-inflammatory. Let's look at the people who live the longest. That's like, you want to live like joyous into your eighties. I believe we can make it to a hundred and beyond, especially now that we're figuring out aging. I am so stoked to see how I age out actually, because, um, you know, at 52, you really start to set a different bar for yourself. Mm. And now I'm, I'm, very excited about strength training and like how strong can I get? And I really feel that anti-inflammatory nutrition is the one thing you have control of. So out of all the things in your health, the food is the biggest input. It affects every cell of your body. I mean, how do we remake every single cell? Like think a cell actually has a phospholipid layer. So we're giving ourselves an actual oil change every single day. So good oil in, we're changing out the phospholipid layer so it can talk to the other cells. And crap oil in, all of a sudden that cell's like, what the hell? I I don't know how to talk to anybody else. You know, really problematic. So that's why I really am enthused that people are catching on to this anti-inflammatory way of life. Because if you look at Sardinia, if you look at... Um, Okinawa, Japan, if you look at Greece and Costa Rica and California, these are all these blue zones with the world's oldest people. And they all eat anti-inflammatory. They're all eating a high omega-3, high plants, a lot of fiber, and very few insulin spiking carbohydrates. And I feel like I saw a documentary on those blue zones and another like key factor, uh, nutrition was such a big part of it. And then I think it was like keeping stress low and focusing on community and feeling like you're a part of something. And it's like, if we can make choices that, you know, fuel our bodies to live amazingly now and into the future. And then if we can get our lifestyle in order to feel like, you know, we're part of a community and that can look like a million different ways and keep our stress levels somewhat modest, like we're going to be rocking and rolling everybody. We are. Yeah. You you totally are in charge. I feel that we are uh, the master of our choices. Yeah. We may not be the master of our destiny entirely because stuff happens, but we are absolutely in charge of our choices. And that makes a huge difference for sure. And we that. have to believe that food makes a difference in our stress levels even. Mm-hmm. Like I've noticed that as I've removed the foods that really trigger my brain, all of a sudden I'm way more chill and able to cope. And I have a great testimonial. Let me pull up um, one of the great ones. Um, I had this, this client named um, Pam and she had horrendous anxiety, so much so that she wasn't pursuing her dreams. And she went on the anti-inflammatory menu, got off of the sugar and the flour. Within two weeks, she reported her anxiety was just gone. It was actually dietary. It was actually dietary. For her, she had major food allergies. She didn't realize it. And it was driving her anxiety through the roof. Now she's actually out being a real estate agent, something 180 degrees that she didn't know was possible. So please believe that our brain 
obviously being such a huge fat magnet <laughs> and so affected by allergies. If we eat something we're allergic to, we're going to have that brain fog and that terrible anxiety creep in. So we can do so much to feel good. I'm such a fan of Pam right now. I know. She's amazing. I adore Pam. I have to look Pam up. <laughs> we got to tell Pam. We got to check in on her and see how she's doing. Okay. Yes. So something that you've mentioned a few times throughout random bits of our conversation is this idea of getting a handle on what you might be sensitive and allergic to. You mentioned almonds. Your sister's got one. Pam had a few. Like, is is investing in an allergy test something that we should do? Like, I'm always curious about how I can optimize my life and get to know my body better and strive mm. to be like the healthiest version of myself while not sacrificing, you know, the good things as well, because I don't believe in dieting. Um, but yeah. I'm wondering now, I'm like, maybe I'm eating quote, unquote, healthy foods that are actually not very healthy for me and might be contributing to some of the, the symptoms that I know I struggle with with regards to eating. So I mean, should I be getting one of these? Well, you certainly can try it. There's kind of two ways. You either yeah. do a heavy food journal where you just write down everything you eat. And I just want to go on the record. I do not believe in dieting. I think it is a food prison that you can't wait to break out of. Like they are awful. But uh, an actual personalized plan where you dive in and see, hey, what feels good in my body? What can I learn intuitively how to eat so I know what I need? That's awesome. So with that, we often just take people through the process of just starting to notice how you feel after what you eat. And for me, I realized I was allergic to almonds when I was eating them and it was causing a terrible cough. Now, be on air and all of a sudden have a cough. And today people will be like, oh my gosh, put your mask on, get out of the building. You know, it's not tolerated. So uh, when I went for my allergy tests, there's two different things they look for. IgE, which is pure allergies. And then they, you can, if you see like a naturopath, they'll test you for IgG, which is intolerances, which are more delayed and not as severe. And then uh, we look at that data and see, is there anything where you are allergic to a food or intolerant to a food and we should back off for a while? And then we can test it in a year and see whether we can reintroduce that food because our gut can heal and our immune system can calm down. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a lifelong problem. So that's the good news. With allergies, a little trickier, but people can grow out of them. They do. And you can heal your gut enough that the whole histamine response calms down. Oh. Like I can now eat actual almond flour that is cooked. I can't handle them raw, but I can handle them cooked because they're denatured and it doesn't bother me. Oh, that's great. Because I do love a good baked good that's made with almond flour. Delicious, nutty, high in protein. Doesn't spike your glycemic. It's just great. It um, Julie, I could talk to you all day. This absolutely flew by. We might have to do a part two. I do my I do part two chats with some of my favorite guests. Keep doing your hey. thing. Remind us where we can get all the goodies from you, all the wonderful Julie magic. So you can go to actually healwithjulie.com or you can go to hotdetox.com or just my name on all social platforms at Julie Danilak. And Thank we'll you. have all the links down below. Thank you so much. You're awesome. You are so easy to talk to. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Oh, that was fun. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I am your host with clearly no filter, Chloe Wild. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please subscribe so you never miss out.
out because that sucks. Feel free to rate and leave us a comment. And of course, follow us on Instagram. And my friends, remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. I'll see you next week.